All things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get that theology to God, hollow because this is how we do it at All Things Theology. Well, grace and peace, guys, and welcome back to another episode of All Things Theology. This is your host, K Dub. It's your first time tuning in. Salute to you. We're friendly in the chat. <laughs> but. I have quite of a confession to make, you know. I I have to get this off my chest. You know, there've been a lot of rumors out there. And I got to confess. It's about time we let it out. So here goes. I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. I I I cannot lie. I am a nerd. <laughs> Why am I a nerd, you my ass? Well, two reasons. Some of you guys might have saw the community post that I put up recently where I uh, I spent a lot of time in this office, you know, do videos, music, studying stuff. And my wife's like, <laughs> my wife's like, hey, you're there a lot. She calls this my laboratory, as you can see. Right. And so she got me a shirt. She got me a tur- shirt. <laughs> right. So whenever I go to the office, she says, quickly to the laboratory, right? Like like Dexter's Dexter's lab, right? So she now my new nickname is Dexter. And this is the laboratory, right? <laughs> but there's another reason why I'm a nerd. I am a lover of classical music. The K-Dub remix, though. I love some good old chopping. Some good old Beethoven. Give me some Bach. I'm going to put you on to theology and to good tunes. So there's nothing like a good classical, you know, orchestrated tune while you're studying god's word can i can i get an amen in the chat (laughs) but that's not why you're here i'm certain that is not why you are here obviously recent controversies has stirred about me apparently um taking mike todd up context misrepresenting him and that's a serious accusation one thing i try to do when Um, reviewing statements, sermons, is to present the context, keep them in context, because one thing that hurts your witness more than anything is misrepresenting somebody, right? And I don't want to, I don't want to do that. That is not my goal, nor my intention. And a lot of people said that I, that I did, but we'll get to that. Recently, I was on the uh, Jason Whitlock Fearless podcast, as many of you saw. And we're going to play that episode. I'm going to kind of give commentary as long just to show some things I, I thought were misrepresented. But the claim is that I misrepresented Mike Todd, right, by taking him out of context of what he said. That's the claim, right? That's the assertion, um, right? That's the claim. We're going to demonstrate that Mike Todd said what he said. Yeah, yeah, as... <laughs> And Jason said, I thought you reviewed the whole context. See, that's many people are unaware of that. 
they saw the two minute clip that um, uh, Jason Whitlock played. They saw the two minute clip of the the Twitter the Twitter post that I made, but I linked to the full context. So the people who said I didn't play the whole thing are misrepresenting me. The irony enough in that, right? Um, if you actually go to my video, Mike Todd and More Kingdom Theology, from minute forty four to thirty five seconds, all the way to an hour and eight minutes, I'm talking about this section. And I'm playing everything he said about it, the good and the bad. And matter of fact, there was one point where I said, hey, kudos to Mike for saying this. But the issue is he contradicts himself. Right. And we're going to we're going to I mean, guys, I don't even see how this is an argument. <laughs> I don't know how people are saying that this was out of context. That's because you didn't do your homework. You know, so if you're claiming I didn't play all his words, you're letting me know you haven't even watched my video. You you are letting me know, <laughs> hey, I didn't watch all your video. I just watched this little section. Right. But I played of all Mike Todd said, had to say on the issue. Many people were, that are in the chat heard everything that was said. Right. And it's I just find it so ironic that there are so many people that willing to see the most charitable re reinterpret everything Mike Todd in light of orthodoxy and then everything I say, right? <laughs> it's, it's, I don't, I don't get the same. 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 I don't. I don't know what's going. I don't know what's going on. I'm gonna have to get ecam fixed because it has been giving me mad issues. So. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that, y'all. But yeah, I've been accused of being taken out of context when I'm actually the one being taken out of context. Again, people are saying, um, I didn't play the whole video. That's a lie. That is a, that is just a blatant lie. I did play all of his words, right? I did play all of his words. So those who are saying that if, if you find anyone say, Hey, K-Dub didn't play Mike Todd, they, they, they don't know what they're talking about, right? Let me give a little context of how I got on to the Whitlock podcast, right? Oh, let me address issue two that I heard. Let me hear issue two. There was a certain person that was mad that I didn't address all of Mike Todd's heresy on the bike to, on the uh, Jason Whitlock podcast, right? They were saying, you did a poor job because uh, Mike Todd's a false teacher and you didn't point out all his heresy, right? <laughs> Again, I've done that on my show, right? All Things Theology Podcast, by the way, which you should like this video. Subscribe if you're not subscribed, by the way, right? Um, but my that's not why I got invited onto the Jason Whitlock podcast. And I was on there for a very short time. So I think that's a very unfair critique to say I didn't address all his false doctrine when I was only there for a specific reason, right? So 
That's that. How did I get on the Jason Whitlock podcast, you might ask? That's an amazement in itself as I reflect on that. Well, I sent the tweet out, right? It went pretty much viral as the last time I checked. I haven't checked in a couple days. Um, it was sitting at over 270,000 views on Twitter, right? Um, Jason Whitlock, I had saw that he had quote tweeted it and, a, and, and he's going to say this as well. So I'm not sharing anything that he's not going to actually say as well. So, but let me, let me beat you to the punch. Cause there are some people wondering how I got on the podcast and I've told a lot of people, um, yeah, Jason Whitlock said, Hey, he was disappointed. He heard the clip. Well, lo and behold, the next day he comes back and says, well, it's got word to me that this is out of context. Um, I'm saddened that this was misrepresented, yada, yada, yada. So I thought that was it. I responded to him was like, no, I, I, did, I didn't misrepresent him. And that was it. Well, the next day I get a couple messages from some brothers that I respect that work closely with uh, Jason Whitlock. I'm not going to share their names. That's not important. They say, hey, bro, I'm connected with Jason Whitlock. He wants your contact information. I send them my contact information. Well, not too long after that, I get a call from Jason Whitlock's producer inviting me on the show uh, the next day. The, you know, what was that on there? Friday? Yeah, Friday. So this was Thursday when I got that call. Thursday, I got the call. They asked me if I wanted to be on the show Friday. So I said, no doubt. I would love to. By the way, guys, I work overnight and they wanted me to be on the show at like 11. I only got like two hours of sleep, <laughs> three hours of sleep, two, about, yeah, about two and a half. And so I was extremely tired on the show. But um, nevertheless, did the show because I really, I, I, I like Jason Whitlock. Um, obviously, we don't agree on this show, on this on this issue, but that's how I got on the Whitlock podcast. I was invited. I didn't send my video to Jason. I don't have any contact information of him, and I don't even believe I am, am able to direct message him since he's not following me. Uh, so I didn't contact Jason Whitlock. I didn't contact somebody else to contact somebody else to contact Whitlock. Um, I, I, was, I was reached out to by their producer essentially. Um, and so talked to the producer, um, people vouched for me, said, Hey, K-Dub has a track record of, of rep, rep, uh, keeping people in context and, and reviewing their videos. Right. And he'll be somebody good to have on. And matter of fact, at the end of the podcast, Whitlock actually states that, you know? And so, um, that's how I got on the podcast. Just in case y'all are wondering, Y'all are curious. Maybe you've heard other things. That's how I got on. And so real cool experience. I, like I said, I do like a lot of uh, Jason Whitlock's social commentary. But on this issue, I do not agree with him. And let me just say this. If you agree with everything Mike Todd said about biblical sexuality, you're part of the problem as well. I'm going to say that. You cannot affirm what Mike Todd said on that in that sermon. Is it that he didn't say things that were true? No, he did. But he said things that were blatantly false as well, that, that no preacher can defend. And we're going to go over some of those things as, as we go through this. But if you guys are ready, I'm ready. If we're all ready, let's get into uh, this podcast. So this is how it started up, okay? All right, welcome back. Uh, 
I, we're going to take a little break from the larger discussion, and, and I want to narrow in the focus of our discussion because part of why we're having this discussion today is because of a sermon that uh, Mike Todd preached. Mike Todd is the uh, very charismatic, successful minister out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. You've heard me talk about him before uh, on this show. He's had a lot of success uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, but also with building a bit of a national following with professional athletes, professional football players. He's a popular guy. He's, he's many people would call him, uh, his critics would call him a young Creflo dollar. He's yeah, and that's not a good thing. If you're amongst the lights of false teachers and word of faith teachers like um, Creflo Dollar, Miles Monroe is your hero you look up to, your partners with your, uh, you affiliated with yourself with Carlton Pearson, who by the way does support LGBTQ and he's a universalist, everybody's going to, you, these are the people Michael Todd looks up to and surrounds himself with. And I'm just amazed that so many people took, took, uh, didn't like what I was saying. You know, Michael Todd has a history of making sloppy statements about theological statements. And we're going to demonstrate that, right? But if your heroes are Creflo Dollar, Miles Monroe, and Carlton Pearson, guys, you're in the, you, you, you're not in the, you're, you're not, you're not in the Christian movement. Those are pseudo-Christian pastors. They're false prophets, right? So again, the fact that you're a young Creflo Dollar, it's not a compliment, right? It'll be a big deal in the ministry world. He already is. He's written success, uh, uh, successful books. I have shared with you all that in uh, 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, I caught an Easter sermon of Mike Todd's. That oh, and, and, and by the way, let me share this. What a, a large, um, what you're going to hear from Jason Whitlock essentially is that he just likes Mike Todd. And so you're going to see most, some of the most favorable, super charitable interpretations of anything Mike Todd says. Mike Todd says something. Well, I don't think he meant it that way. I think he meant this. It's like, well, that's not what he said. You know, and, and you're going to see that over and over. I point out clear false things that Mike Todd says in that sermon. And, and by the way, we didn't even get to all of them on this podcast that I was on. I thought was phenomenal and fantastic. And I started following Mike Todd's work. Loved this guy as a young minister. Did some things during the summer of George Floyd that, you know, I went BLM and Marxist a little bit. But for the most part, I've been a supporter. You've heard people, uh, Delano and others, criticize, Virgil criticized uh, Mike Todd. But let last week or early this week um i something and, and this is the issue with jason whitlock which i think it shows his discernment and i'm not saying he's not a christian i don't know him well enough but if you're a supporter of mike todd that lets me know theologically where you're at in the first place right that lets me know theologically where you're at in the first place um right michael todd has some some of the most outlandish theological stuff i've heard he says, God needs you. He says, You're, you have the same power as God. Matter of fact, he says, Jesus didn't reach his full potential. Just about every, I mean, guys, he said that the Holy Spirit is greater than Jesus and the Father. If you're supporting Mike Todd, 
That lets me know theologically you have no clue what you're talking about. Because none of those statements are defensible from Scripture. None of them. As a matter of fact, they're plain out heretical. You cannot say theologically if that the Holy Spirit is greater than the Father and the Son. What kind of heresy is that? They are the same essence. They are all co-equal, co-eternal. They share the same attributes and essence. They're not the same person, right? But this is basic Trinitarian stuff that Mike Todd got wrong, gets wrong. But again, my point on this show was not to point out every heresy, but to address the issue of biblical sexuality. Came across my Twitter feed from Chris Williams, uh, who has a Twitter feed where he, and has a podcast, he's a YouTuber that uh, challenges ministers and you know, calling out when they move away from doctrine. And it came across my Twitter feed. By the way, I think I'm a little more than that, right? I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a soon-to-be father. Praise God for adoption, right? <laughs> so he's just a YouTuber that calls people out. Like, man, dang! Like, <laughs> you could have asked for my bio then, bro. Like, <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. Chris's tweet about Mike Todd on trans homosexuality. Quote, I wish God would have made this simpler, but I don't know. We stand with them trans people. It's in our title, Transformation Church. Uh, no joke. And that was a quote that Chris was saying that Mike Todd used during his sermon. He acts like I'm just asserting Mike Todd says that he says this is a quote K-Dub said or you know, Chris says. Uh, Mike Todd said he did say that. <laughs> that's not me. That's not me asserting him. This that's not an interpretation. It's an exact quote from the sermon. So he's, he's it, even the way he characterizes all this is well. You know, Chris says Mike Todd says it. Mike Todd said it. I, it's not me saying he said it. He said it, right? And I saw the tweet, watched the clip, got upset, said I was embarrassed. And it's like, this is a total pivot from the Mike Todd that I originally discovered in 2020. Let's play Chris's video that he used with his tweet that got me to respond. I, no, honestly, I wish God would have made it so much simpler. It was like A, B, C, or D, like frick. <laughs> no, I'm serious. As a pastor, like, so what do you think about gay men? I don't know. Look, look at... Look at the bottom title. Like I said, YouTuber distorts Tulsa ministers attempt to address LGBTQ issue. Right? <laughs> right? I did not distort that clip. So, again, people who are claiming I did have not actually watched my full critique, which I don't think Jason Whitlock actually watched my critique. He saw the two-minute Twitter version. That wasn't all I had to say on the issue. Nor was it what Mike Todd had all to say the issue. I know that. I actually gave a link to the full video. Right? But again, we're, we're going to address a lot, uh, again, Mike Todd's stuff uh, in a second. You don't know about gay marriage, Mike Todd? I know it's not popular in this culture. I know you'll lose the thousands of people in your church, Mike Todd. I know it. And preach what the Bible says. How about this, Mike Todd? Give us Jesus' view of, of, of marriage. 
Give us Jesus' view of marriage in Matthew 19, where he says it's between male and a female. Maybe you should read more of the Bible and preach more of the Bible than all these props. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you would know then. And you're welcome at training. Hey, I'm just, hey, my dad debacle has got put on <laughs> national news. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Transformation Church. Trans is in the title. Transformation. You can be here. What? Transformation? I thought that had to do with them being, having a transformed life, not a shout out to trans people. It, it, he's just capitulated to the culture right there. I'm still a bit of a journalist. And so Chris did provide a link to the full sermon. And I, you know, I know how to get Mike Todd's full sermons. I, see, this lets me know he didn't even click on the, on the link because it wasn't a link to the full sermon. It was a link to my critique of the full sermon. Now, will someone say, well, you're just being picky. What was the difference between my critique of the sermon and his sermon? So, I, I don't know. Call me naive. I don't believe he actually watched my full critique. I think he went back and watched the full sermon or the, the, the yeah, the full sermon of Mike Todd. That's fair enough. But again. So, uh, a couple of days ago, I went and watched the full sermon and I pulled down my tweet, put up another tweet saying, hey, I apologize for uh, originally endorsing this. I went and watched the full sermon, and this is a complete distortion of what Mike Todd actually had to say. And so I, I, I can't, Mike speaks for a long time. He does two-hour sermons. This one's only 93 minutes. Can't play the whole 93 minutes. We'll play some of it throughout the day, but I, I, I want to give you a about a five minute collage of things that Mike said on this particular issue that Chris called him out for. And then we're gonna bring Chris on to help me understand and explain to the audience why he, in my view, distorted what Mike said. But here I think is a collage. It's about a nine, 10 minute portion of Mike's sermon that we've reduced down to four or five minutes that I think is a proper reflection of what he was trying to say. Culture teaches you to value your opinion. Kingdom teaches you to submit your opinion. Submission means that it has to become sub to the what? Mission. God's saying, take your opinion about whatever it is and put it under what I said about it. Think whatever you want to think, but just take that and put it under here. And when you act or you're an ambassador or a representative of me, when you're serving me, do not let your opinion come out of your mouth. How do you know you're serving the king? It's usually the opposite of what you naturally want to do. I'm trying to give you, I serve the king. No, you do what you want to do. You, you value your opinion of it more than you value God's, <laughs> not just opinion, his decision on it. God's already decided some stuff that we think we have, can have an opinion on.
Now, one of the, the difficult things for people is Mike Todd says things that are true sometimes. So in their mind, if a, they, they point to the true things, right? See, he says something true. See, because everything, yeah, this is what he's saying now is absolutely true. I don't have an issue, but that's not the issue I took with it. Guys, Satan will have you guys so deceived if all you say is they got to sprinkle a little truth in there. Some of you guys will eat a steak knowing it's poison. Well, does all the steak have poison? Who poisons the whole steak? It's usually a piece. The point I'm making is little truth with a little falsehood is a whole lot of dangerous still. Matter of fact, I would argue it's more dangerous than a full lie. Right? Something to keep in mind as we listen to this. Shout out to Dear Woke Christian, excellent work fam. Buy some more sound FX. Appreciate you for the super chat. My brother, my brother. Let's keep it going. I decided male and female. Now, at this point, when I was listening to the sermon, even when I give my critique, I said, kudos to Mike Todd. Right? This is actually true. But what Mike Todd says after this contradicts what he says. I, no, 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 I'm not, this is not a bad, I need y'all to hear my heart on this. This is not a bashing, this is not a, he, if I was there, maybe I would have told him, is there something in the middle you could do? Like, kind of a, like. <laughs> what happened to not give you your opinions, but we'll, we'll continue. A little maybe if somebody, well, I was born like this, I don't know how I feel, that I, I feel you, and I wish that there was an option of other in the kingdom. In culture, you can make up whatever you want to. And this is where it starts to go downhill a little bit. Mike Todd says, you know, I wish there was multiple genders. I don't wish anything other than God says. I want what God has spoken on the issue. That's one. Then he says, in culture, you can do whatever you want. But in kingdom, you know, no, you can't. You got to follow the Bible. No, in culture, it's still sinful to be trans, homosexual. So I don't even agree with this paradigm he's bringing forth anyway. It's almost like you have two different standards. One for Christians and then one for the world. No, the world's still under sin too. It's, this is a, the issue, the issue, what he's talking about is, and, and I pointed out this when I did my critique, Male, female is not a Christian, um, just, just a Christian standard. It's a creational standard. God designed this from the beginning. Matthew 19, verses 4. Jesus said in the beginning, God created the male, female. Right? Genesis, uh, right? Genesis 2, 27. He created the male, female. Again, but it's going to even go down further than that. In culture, you can build whatever you want to, but the truth of the matter is that if we are going to submit under what the king says, I'm going to have to wrestle with what I don't even fully understand. You don't, and again, you don't fully understand 
male, female. What is confusing? What don't you understand? What don't you understand about that? Shout out to Truth Talks. Keep it up, bro. Had to come to your fence a lot last week. We got your back. Hey, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. What is what is complicated about male, female? And as I say on the show, it's not the Bible that's hard to understand. It's the trans folk with their 70 genders. That's complicated. Not the Bible's teaching on, on um, binary uh, genders, right? Male, female. That's not, he says he doesn't fully understand. Why not? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Why not? Again, it's going to get worse. Oh God, pastors don't say. And, and I don't like all the blasphemy he does, but hold on, let me go a little back so I don't miss anything. Fully understand. Oh God, pastors don't say this because they want to be absolute. Well, why did that? I don't freaking know. So again, he he says, you know, pastor want to speak black and white. They want to be absolute. It is an absolute deal. Male, female. Mike Todd, what is not absolute about that? What is not black and white about that? Right? What's 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 complicated? What's the complication? And, and I see so many people trying to make this orthodox. Now, if I was talking about another sin, people would have people would see the issue. But it's we so softened to biblical sexuality. We've been so impacted by the world and their concepts. We bought into the love is love garbage. If I would have said, you know, pedophilia, uh, it's kind of complicated. If I would have said, you know, uh, stealing, it's kind of complicated. Adultery, mm, kind of complicated. People be like, what are you talking about? What do you, what do you mean it's complicated? Idolatry, kind of complicated. Right? Grace and peace, bro. There's nothing complicated about this issue, biblically speaking. And again, he sandwiches all these false statements in between true statements. And so this is ultimately what he does, I believe. This is ultimately what he does. He gives both answers so you can never actually, let me do this. He gives both answers so you can never actually accuse him of saying something false. So if you say, hey, Mike Todd, you were affirming. No, I wasn't, because remember I said this. But if he gets pushed back from over here, he can say, hey, you said this. No, I didn't, I said this. If you give two contradictory, contradictory answers, you can never pin someone down to something. It's like nailing jello to a wall. That's what we heard. That's what we heard, right? It's not complicated. Sin complicates it. False doctrine complicates it. Accepting a humanistic, uh, secular worldview complicates it, but not the Bible. Not on this issue, especially. I, no, honestly, I wish God would have made it so much simpler. I, it was like A, B, C, or D. Like I wish God would have made it, speaking of this trans issue, I wish God would have made it so much simpler. Insinuating... God made it confusing. Guys, you see the problem with this? You see the problem? Mike Todd doesn't... 
Again, where is the complication? God did make it simple. Male, female, what else is there? What else is there, biblically speaking? Right? This is not a complicated issue. This is simple. God did make it simple. And you know what? You want to see how sinful man is? Man is so sinful in their rebellion, they will take the most simple thing of creation, male, female, and distort and root that. Guys, we're seeing Romans 1 played out. That is Romans 1. We will rebel even against the simple, natural things that God has laid out. It doesn't get more sinful than that. You want to see rebellion looks like? The clear things God has said men rebels against. Psalm 2, men wants to break their bonds and cords against God. They don't want him to reign over him. God made it this way. And it is clear. Male, female, he made them. In the beginning, male, female. That's it. But you have Mike Todd. Freak, I wish it was more simple. You don't believe God's word on this issue. If you this is this is what doubt looks like. God said male, female. Real clear, real clear, simple. Mike Ted says, I wish it was more simple. What is complicated, guys? And this is why I say People saying I took him out of context. This is Mike Todd speaking here. I don't have to take these false words out of context. They're false on their own merit. There's no defending this. There is no defending what he just said. It's not simple. I wish God would have made it more simple. There is no defending that statement. There is no defending. I wish it was absolute. It's not black and white. There's no defending those statements. Frick! No, I'm serious. As a pastor, like, so what do you think about gay men? I don't know. But I do know in the kingdom. So this is what he does. What do you believe about gay marriage? He doesn't want to answer that specifically, right? But then he says, uh, but in the kingdom. So those are contradictory answers. If you are, if Mike Todd is acknowledging the Bible condemns homosexual marriage, then you can't say, I don't know. You can't say, I don't know, because then if you acknowledge the Bible teaches and you believe it, Mike Todd, then you do know. Pastors, preach the word of God. You do know. I know. I know. I know for a fact gay marriage is sinful. God does not condone of it. Call me a bigot, whatever. I don't care. I agree with God. I do know. We know. Christians know. God has revealed it. Matter of fact, the homosexuals know. Because they have the innate law written on their hearts to where they know they are rebelling against God. They know. Everyone knows this is sinful. It's, it, this is literally against the creative order of God. We know. This is why I say he sandwiches truths in with lies. The lie is we don't know. Then he says, well, in the kingdom, those are contradictory statements. Answering like a politician. Uh, they're going to cancel me. In the I'm not 
the king. That's right. You aren't the king. But the king has revealed his standards. And if you're saying you know that, then why do you say you don't know about gay marriage? Right? You do, you, then you do know. Which one is it? You don't know or the Bible says you know? Which one is it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why he decided to do it like this. I don't know why you're wrestling like that and I don't know what to do to help you but to stand with you. Mike Todd says he doesn't know why they're feeling like how they do. The Bible gives the answer. It's because they're sinners and they're rebelling against God. That's why. And guess what? This isn't, this isn't, um, this isn't unique to LGBT. Straight people outside of Christ rebel against God with their sexuality as well. This isn't just an LGBT issue. Everyone has suppressed the truth of God and unrighteousness, my friend. Romans 1.18. To where we rebel against the natural order. What do you mean you don't know? And you don't know what to do? How about you preach them to repentance? How about you call it sin? How about you don't lie to them? How about you don't withhold the full counsel of God? I am so sick of these preachers and pastors saying they don't know. Give us some men who do know, right, Steve Lawson? Give us some men who will tell the truth unashamedly, boldly proclaim it, at whatever cost, cancel me, throw stones, whatever. See, you know what? One of the things about the apostles, they did not have a fear of man. We fear man so much where we're worried about getting canceled. Cancel me, I don't care. If all things theology gets canceled tonight, the Christian Christianity will be fine. Christianity will be okay. It doesn't need me. See, when you think God needs you, you give answers like that. When you think you have the same power as God and God needs you, that's what you give answers like. Because if God needs you, he can't lose you because how else will all this spread without you? Guys, I've been, I have been having to pray all week, having to address this because I'm so angered seeing people defend this. I am so angered with people defending these false statements, man. This, this false doctrine. How can we minister to LGBT people if we're constantly lying to them saying we don't know? How can we minister to them if we're willing to pander and, and lie and withhold God's truth to them? If you don't know, get out of the pulpit. Get out of the church. Give us men who know God's word. Guys, guys, I, I've just been all week, man, just talking to my wife, talking to brothers about this issue. And, and I have been so burdened seeing people defend this. So burdened. Guys, I'm not going to cry or anything or get emotional. But, guys, I have been burdened. Guys, we, we cannot lie to these sinners. We have to preach the truth and preach God's word about it. I am not misrepresenting Mike Todd. He is misrepresenting the Bible. He is misrepresenting God's word. It's not me who's doing the misrepresenting. If you agree with that, guys, you're the problem. You're the problem if you agree with what was just said. 
I, I'm not the problem for pointing it out. Don't shame me. Shame that man. Shame all those people clapping at that garbage. Shame Jason Whitlock for amening and trying to, to, to make it better. Puff it up. Shame at that. Don't, don't shame me. Sorry, I, I'm just passionate about this issue, guys. I go out and preach the gospel. I go out and preach the gospel. And I would never lie to a trans homo, or a homosexual, LGBT member, whatever. I'll do it lovingly and graciously, but I will not lie to them. You know why? Because I actually care for their souls. I will not lie to them. I don't know. I wish it was black and white. I'm not going to lie to you for you to like me. You know, we say all these cliche things. We live for an audience of one. It only matters what God thinks. And then we go in the pulpit and preach stuff like that. Guys, excuse the passion. Excuse the passion. You know, I don't know. Don't excuse it. I am passionate about the truth. You know what? I came out of false things where I remember being, in, you know, one of the things that made me so convert when I, when I mad, one of the things that got me so mad when I got converted, one of the things that got me so mad when I finally got converted is I realized so many people who knew what I was doing when I was in sin and never said a word about it, never said a word about my drunkenness. Never said a word about my, my immorality. Praise God that God saved me. Right? He doesn't need me. But I came furious when I first became a Christian. Because people knew I was in sin, claimed to be a Christian, and never said a word about it to me. Don't be that person. If God grants you opportunity to preach the gospel to your family members, God to friends, preach the gospel to them. Don't comfort them in their sin. We don't need that. When I first became a Christian man, I, I was a, a, a full of zeal and anger. I believe, I believe biblical anger because so many people affirmed me in my sin, affirmed me in all this and never said a word to me. Never said a word. Knew what I was doing. Knew all the sin I was in. Knew all the hatred and rebellion of God I was doing. Never said anything to me. I was on my way to hell. Never said a word. You know how much you have to hate someone to do that? And we're calling what Mike Todd did loving and compassion? Guys, we don't know love if you think that was love and compassion to the LGBT community. Again, I, I, I am preaching out of emotion. I am preaching right now out of passion because that, that this angers me. I feel you. I feel you. I understand. We want to be so relatable to the world while they're on their way to hell. I'm not saying be, don't be relatable. Hopefully you get the context of what I'm saying. But we don't lie to them. We don't we don't try to make the gospel more palatable, more digestible. Guys, we preach what the king said. We're ambassadors. We don't have liberty to change in just a little bit so they'll accept it. That's pragmatic. That's pragmatism. And guys, if, 
if you hate me means you come a Christian tomorrow, I'll do the I'll do it. I'll preach the truth. You can hate me all you want. That's what I say when I go preaching. Hate me is all you want. Believe the gospel. Now, obviously, your hate will change when you believe the gospel, but guys, I'm I'm not concerned about being liked. I'm not concerned. I understand when I stand before God, the only question that's going to matter is, right? Have I believed his gospel? And to have people this week, I saw some of the comments saying they agree in a, 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 with Mike Todd's statements. It was sad. It was sad. It's the sin of compassion. Yes, I'm calling what Mike Todd doing is the sin of compassion. Where we try to be more compassionate than God, my friend, that is a sin. Where you try to be more loving than what God has laid out on how we are to love, that is sin and it's idolatry. It is idolatry and you still have people defending what he said. There's no defending that garbage. It is false teaching. And pray with you and not and you're welcome at transformation church trans is in the title transformation you can be here oh god i'll save my response <clears throat> to what i gave jason whitlock but in many of our theology we think the church is for the pagan that doesn't mean that, that non-Christians can't come to church. But the service, the church service, is not an evangelistic service every week. It's for the saints. The Bible says, you want to reach people? You go out to them. It's not about bringing unbelievers in in hopes they'll get saved because they see how nice you are. No, you go out, preach the gospel to them. Matthew 28, go out and preach the gospel. So many people have become lazy in their evangelism. I'll just bring them in and let my pastor do it. The church service is not for the unregenerate. It's for God's bride, holy, without blemish. Guys, I love the church. And the church is those who are the saints who have come to Christ. So, in one sense, I don't, I don't agree with just inviting them to the church. I mean, if they come in, they come in, right? We preach the gospel to them, but you should be preaching the gospel outside of these four walls. And that's something Mike Todd will never do. He'll never, he's never called it sin. He never has called LGBT stuff sin. He's never called it rebellion. Never said to repent of it. Will I marry you? I, I can't, not because I don't think you found love. Just now, kudos to him saying he can't marry them. But I don't know how you can say you won't marry them when you just told the people of God you don't know about it. Again, massive confusion. 
And then he says, I, it's not because I don't have, think you found love. Mike Todd, they have not found love. They haven't found love. They found rebellion. They have found uh, entanglements in their sinful devices. What do you mean it's because you don't think they found love? They haven't. Again, this is a contradiction what you said later or earlier when you said you don't know about it. Why? I, I, one day he's going to meet a homosexual who challenges him on these issues. And they're going to say, why won't you marry when you said earlier in your sermon, you don't know about gay marriage. Frick, right? Why wouldn't you? I mean, I'm glad you I'm, I'm glad you actually follow the Bible on that, but you just gave up the Bible and said, I don't know earlier. As a kingdom ambassador, when I look back at the orders that are in the constitution of the kingdom. But now you're appealing to knowledge. Now you're appealing to something you do know. This is why I said this was a mass, confusing, contradicting section. But I'm misrepresenting him. Hmm. I know people don't talk like this because they want it to be black and white, but there's some things on this earth. I don't What's not black and white about male and female, Mike Todd? About homosexuality is an abomination to God. It's sin. What's, what? <laughs> What's not black and white? Please do tell us, Mike. We would love to hear. Yeah, and by the way, this is shout out to my pastor. Make sure y'all subscribe to him. Y'all want to hear some real sermons. He says if a, if a preacher wasn't vying for approval, he wouldn't contradict him so much. He can't afford to be all true. That's right. That's right. I totally agree with that. Look, if, if you were just unashamed about what God said, guess what? We could preach the Bible and don't worry about the consequences of what happens after that. I am, we need men convinced of what God said. Totally convinced on what God said. I'm going to bring some scriptures out in a second to discuss this issue of just being convinced of what scripture says, man. Have the answers to And so when I don't. He doesn't have the answers. <laughs> no, I just default. But if you default to, to the scripture, I think that's what he's trying to insinuate. Then you do know the answer. Again, massive contradictions here. I come sub to the mission. I know people are going to try to make this clickbait and make it something I didn't say. I hope you hear the heart of what I'm saying. And so that was the section that Jason Whitlock played. And he thinks that somehow gets Mike Todd out of, I don't know, the contradictions. Well... He's going to invite me on shortly uh, from this. And by the way, tomorrow I'm going to upload the, the full interview. If you want to watch the Jason Whitlock podcast uh, without my commentary, be, be sure to uh, watch that premiere. But check this out. Chris Williams, uh, welcome to the show. Mike says in there that people are going to make this clickbait and take him out of out of distort what he's saying, I, I, I feel like you did that. Why, why do you feel like you did not distort what he said? 
Well, first and foremost, Jason, huge fan of the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, well, I don't feel like I took him out of context because I ultimately believe he pandered to both sides. In that clip, you'll actually see him saying things that are true, absolutely, but but also him saying things that I believe any minister who's convinced that trans is sin would not say. Saying things like he wished God made it more simpler um, was is very simple, male, female. You know, he states that this issue is not black and white. It is black and white, male, female, that's it. And so ultimately he answers the question, I believe, and, and I'm hopefully I'm just, I, I, I'm trying to be fair and gracious as well. He answers the question, I believe, like a politician when they're asked about abortion. They say things like, hey, do you believe abortion is wrong? Well, I am pro-life, but I'm also for a woman's choice. Well, that's not an actual answer to the question, and you're actually answering contradictory. So in that, I state, Mike Todd gives two contradictory answers, right? Just like all these politicians, man. They, you, you ask them about abortion, they don't want to really tell. They give you two things so you can ne never pin them down. So if you accuse them of being pro-choice, they can say, well, I said something about pro-life. What are you talking about? But if you assume, if you call them out being pro-life, they can say, well, I said it's a woman's choice. So you could never actually pin them down. And that's actually what we heard in that sermon. A man who gave two contradictory answers. So if he gets pushed back from either side, Mike Todd can always pivot and say, no, look what I said here. And it's so it's a pandering to both sides. That's why I said what I said. And that never got addressed. One thing that never got addressed are all the quotes I, I, I said. All you, all, well, all you see them being addressed as is uh, just putting the best light on it as possible. And you're going to see that clear. He, he fills in so much fanciful interpretation of Mike Todd, it's insane. It, it, but watch his response. Watch his response. It it blew me away that I was kind of like, wow. If if a pro-choice politician told me that, hey, I'm for women having the right to an abortion, but because I'm a believer, I'm going to vote and use my political power to make sure abortion is not an option for her because you know what? Despite what I believe, God has made a ruling on murder. Yeah, that's the problem I'm bringing out. You need to believe what the Bible has said. You don't get the liberty to believe something, but as long as you don't act out on it, that's, that's wrong. That's No, you need to be fully convinced, believe what God has said, and also act in accordance with it. See, I didn't like that part there because it's, 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 it's already starting on the wrong foot. But it gets worse. And so I'm going to bend to what God wants. And I say this, and people think I'm cracking a joke, but I'm being dead serious. I want a Big Mac right now. God doesn't <laughs> want me to have it, so I'm going to have to submit and not have it. This is The issue of the Big Mac is much different than the issue of trans. Because it is not necessarily evil to eat a Big Mac, but it's evil to be trans. It is sinful to be trans. It is rebellion. Now, if you eat 10 Big Macs, that's an issue. But eating a Big Mac in and of itself is not sin. Praise God for the new covenant, right? <laughs> but again, so, so the, the analogy gives doesn't even address mine. You know, you can think and feel a bunch of things. And I think Mike has the right to feel empathy for people that are clearly mentally ill and confused. 
Now, I'm glad he said that it was mentally ill, right, and confusing, but that's not compassion when you pander to them and you're not willing to call it sin, when you're not willing to call them the repentance. That's not compassion. That's deception. While, while saying, but you know what? I'm not mentally ill or confused. I'm going to lean into this Bible and, and on things that I don't understand, I'm just going to go default to the Bible. I don't have But if you're saying you don't understand it, then how is the Bible going to help you when you see it clearly? Again, the Bible clearly teaches it. Do you believe it? Yes or no? If yes, then there's, it's not difficult. How many genders are there biblically? Two, male, female. It's debate over, no confusion. You've gotten deeper than the, 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 the postmodern scientists and you know more than them just by reading Genesis 1 and 2. You have you become more uh, astute on this issue than them. You don't have the liberty to, well, I, I know I believe in a, you know, trans, but I know the Bible says this. And so I'm going to, no, believe it. Believe it because the Bible teaches it. And because the Bible teaches it, I believe it. I have a problem with a minister standing on that. That's fair. And, and that's why I say I, I think at best his statements were confusing because what's not simple about it? Um, there are only two genders. Matter of fact, it is transgender, transgenderism, which confuses and complicates the issue with the he, she, they, them, ex. I mean, there's like 70 genders from that movement. That's actually the complication when you go outside of God's design. And so what I was trying to communicate is not that he just didn't say things that are true. I mean, hey, many people who, I mean, uh, I'm not calling him Satan when I say this, but Satan says things that are true, but it's not the truthfulness that I was trying to, uh, uh, you know, disagree with. But uh, the fault, what I think the things that were, uh, again, confusing or, or false that he said, um, him kind of giving some shout out that, you know, it's in the title, Trans Transformation. And uh, I was thinking about this today. I'm just thankful that the church is not called Skillful Church because it has kill in there. And I don't think Mike Todd would have recommended and uh, offered killers to come in his church. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts because <laughs> he got what I was saying. Uh, I even got him to crack a smile. So that was good. He pandered to trans people trying to do some trans transformation deal. Right. But again, if the church was named Skillful Church, would he have pandered to murderers, right? Would he, what, I don't know, uh, you know what, what, what if the church was called Adult Church? Would he have uh, pandered to adulterers? Of course not. Of course not. And so that's my little joke I was making there. But watch how fanciful the interpretation that uh, Jason Whitlock gives of the whole you know, trans transformation issue. <laughs> I, that's why it, I thought it's it was clever just, it, it, what it you're saying, pandering. but <laughs> it, it, it's clever what you're saying, but I'm not sure you're, you're, you're being fair. I'm not being fair. <laughs> so that's the accusation. I'm not being fair. So, so watch this fair uh, interpretation of what he meant. Because okay. you, I, I, I've like Mike Todd, but very capable of being critical of Mike Todd and have been and will allow anybody to be critical of Mike Todd. And, and when they're right, they're right. But, but I think when he's talking about 
the way I interpreted what he said, and I, I'm a very, I'll criticize anything. These guys are still mad at me because I don't like the movie Top Gun Maverick. There, there's, you know, I, you know, I, I'll criticize myself, my mama, any anything and anybody. All right. So criticizing Mike, no problem. But I heard that when he says the trans thing, he, he's basically saying, "Come into this church, and we're going to transform you." Yes, you think your issue is biological. No, we think your issue is spiritual inside this church. You have a heart issue and that this church will correct your heart issue. You will experience transformation. You'll come up out of this confusion. And maybe I'm just looking on the bright side, but. Yes, you are looking on the bright side. This man, Mike Todd said, you know, trans transformation, it's in the title. And he got all of that out of it. He said nothing about them being confused. They, they're going to get a transformed life. Nothing about that. You see how favorable the interpretation of that basic sentence? Yeah, someone says, that's not what Todd was saying at all. Not at all. And it's because Jason Whitlock likes him. He's saying, oh, I'm able to be fair and critique. God, I, I mean, I don't want to question your whole investigative journalism career, but this, hopefully this isn't how you do research. Hopefully this isn't how you, you're doing research and taking people's statements because, again, he said nothing of that. Nothing. <laughs> you know, I, I just think it's interesting. I get cues of manipulation and, uh, you know, hating Mike Todd and all this. Right. The worst about me is assumed and the best of Mike Todd is assumed. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sister Toya says, bro, I got none of that. Me neither. Me neither. None of that was actually said. I deal with what he actually said. Jason is dealing with what he hoped he said or hope he meant. <laughs> I'm just dealing with what he said, man. Um, again. This is, this is, man, like, man, when you like somebody, you'll, 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 man, you'll, you'll interpret everything they say in the most positive way, positive way. You know, he didn't really mean it like that. I know he said he hated all women, but he didn't mean it like that. <laughs> well, he, he said what he said. Let's do it what he said. That's what I clearly hear the guy trying to express. Lab Clearly, he says that's what he's clearly trying to express. It's not clear. Right? Yeah, I, I wish he would have said our church is transformation because we want you to repent and be transformed of the gospel. But he didn't. All that was important. That's right. And Mike Todd rarely speaks of sin. He rarely speaks of repentance. Rare that he mentions the word sin. In this sermon, it was mentioned uh, three times and it was very generic. It was very generic. Repentance was mentioned twice. Very generic. But he won't say members of LGBT are in sin and they need to repent. I've never heard that. I've never heard that. He says, I got exactly that. I don't care for neither one of them. How did you get that? That's not what he said. I don't know how y'all heard trans transformation. Oh, that just means you need to repent, come unto Christ, and we're going to help you live a transformed life. <laughs> how do you get all that? <laughs> how do you get all that? In empathy. I'm not the most empathetic person. This show is called Fearless. And, and so it's not 
as empathetic as a lot of places, but I, again, I don't have three, 4,000 people sitting in this studio and this big congregation and national following uh, in, in, in the religious world that, that Mike does. I, I just, are, are you sure you don't like Mike and all the extra stuff that goes along with Mike? Alex Cummings says, uh I think in the episode the day after when he spoke with Virgil Walker, he realized he could be seeing Mike Todd with blinders on and not being consistent with how he does journalism with Mike. Oh, well, that's good. I'll have to watch that. I appreciate that. Uh, let me, because uh, I thought this question was interesting that he asked me. But that's what I clearly hear the guy trying to express. Clearly. Lathered in empathy. Empathy. I'm right. not the most empathetic person. This show is called Fearless. And, and so it's not as empathetic as... It should be called near miss because you missed it big time. He, he, this was not a, he did not say that at all. He did not mention it, say that at all. You're biased. Look, I, let me, let me just share this. The same way I listen to Mike Todd is the same way I listen to my pastors when they preach. I had a friend yesterday who came to my church and, uh, my pastor would say, uh, or sorry, there was someone, uh, filling in that was preaching. A potential pastoral candidate, but nevertheless, um, he would say a Greek word would mean something. Guess what? I'm looking it up. I don't just do that with people who I know are faulty. I do it with my own pastors, my own preachers. If they tell me a Greek word means something or if they say, hey, this verse says this, I go look it up. I, that's just how I've always been. You know, before they get down to a verse, I'm looking ahead to see, hmm, does it, let me see what it says. Let me see what I'm thinking to see if the pastor is tracking along with what I'm already thinking. So I, I don't just do it to people like Mike Todd. I do it to my own pastors, own preachers that come in our church. I don't get relaxed. Um, I, I do that to everybody. <laughs> if you're going to preach, I'm listening to you preach. Guess what? You're going to go to, hey, if you're going to, if you're going to do this take you to the Greek. I'm going to go pull up the Greek word with you. That's how I, that's how I always have done it. I was in bad churches where I'm like, uh, Lord willing, if I can help never again, will I be sucked away into false doctrine. Right. And I want to study for myself. Someone tells me something I'm going to look it up. That's right. We got to be Bereans. You tell me a Greek word means something. I'm able uh, and sufficient enough, uh, you know, a little bit to, to go look it up myself. Right. And looking up and say, oh, OK, that word, Greek word does mean that. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you. We both learned something today. Right. <laughs> you know, that's how I always do. Um, uh, ah, one of these. But when you look it up, whose interpretation is that? If, if this is the response you have, you if you're going to have this subjective postmodern world, like, well, it's just subject to everyone's interpretation. Then you can know nothing. Right. You, you can know nothing. Because you, the issue is, what does it mean? What does a word mean? You know, so I, I'm not a postmodernist, so I, I, I reject your subjective worldview and the premise of that question it's coming from. A lot of places, but I, again, I don't have three, four thousand people sitting in this studio and this big congregation and national following uh, in 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 the religious world that that Mike does. I, I just. Are you sure you don't like Mike and all the extra stuff that goes along with Mike? Because I'm someone that enjoys Mike over audio far more than I do visually. The hair, the, 
the theatrics, all, all that extra stuff I really don't need. Right. But it, it just feels like you don't like Mike and maybe you went a bit too far trying to get a gotcha moment here when you don't have you. I don't, you put out a video criticizing his hair, put out a video, his pastor Charles, I done seen this dude look like he was in lipstick and lace uh, on the, from the pulpit, criticize that. I'm gonna I'm applaud it and send it out and say, yeah, you're right. I, I've been, I, I went on Mike's IG. I, Mike got pictures of his wife in a bikini on his IG. I've been on his IG criticizing that. And Mike Todd does, and I'm not going to look it up, but I, many people have, uh, he, he did wear it on his shirt once. And so it was just kind of like, come on, man. But he's asking pretty much, do I hate Mike Todd, right? I don't hate Mike Todd. I don't hate Marcus Rogers. I don't hate any of these pastors and preachers that I've critiqued. Um, the issue is their statements are false. I'm not motivated by hate, but concern. That's why I, I address these issues, not out of hatred, but out of concern for, for truth and what the Bible teaches. You can't defend what Mike Todd just said and then I address it and you say, why do you hate him? Pretty much. It already puts, it's like asking someone, why do they beat their wife? It assumes I already am. I, I don't hate them. I, I, I'm concerned about the false. That's it for me. This here, I, I can't criticize. Right. So my critique of Mike Todd has never been for any of the uh, uh, people have called him feminine. People have made fun of uh, how he dresses, even his hair. Even, yeah, you mentioned Charles. My critique has never been on those things, but rather in what he says. That's right. I have seen people in the chat, like the first thing one they want to mention in Mike, Her Mike, Mike Todd's extensions, right? His feminine attitude. And I get it, guys. But that is actually not the problem with Mike Todd in Transformation Church. None of that is a problem. It's not, it's, it's not uh, his uh, hyper charismaticism. It's not um, his femininity, right? Like yeah, some people, his, it's not his, his dress, right? When I say, I mean, his attire. It's not how he dresses. It's not his speech besides the OMG stuff, but it is the content of his preaching that's the problem. And that is what I largely have criticized and critiqued. The Bible tells us not to judge on appearance. So I'm, when he says like, yeah, if you did all that, but you predicted this, I'm doing what the Bible says. I'm not, I'm not judging his, 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 his appearance. Now, would I wear it? Do I think it's too much? Yeah, I absolutely do. But that's not the problem. It's, it's, not a, it's a problem. Yeah, it's, it's a problem, but it's not the it's not the actual issue on what makes him a false teacher. Right. Uh, again, I don't I wouldn't do it. Speak the way he does with the feminine, like just the feminine attitude and persona he carries off. And uh, I wouldn't wear what he wears and get extensions in my head. But none of that is actually a biblical problem. It's preference. But his content that that's false doctrine. And again, um, the issue of trans, one thing you will be fine missing from any topic of LGBT that he's ever covered is calling it sin and a need for repentance. In a sermon, Grace Like a Flood, part two, he even calls homosexuals brothers and sisters. And so he has a track record of making statements that, Mike, what do you mean? And so again, I, I'm listening to his words and I think they are, I put it like this, I know uh, there are 
LGBTQ people that go to the church, I think they would think that that was an affirming statement or, or you know, that he's a, they're allowed to be members at the church, which I don't believe the Bible says any person in open rebellion in God's house should be a, t- uh, a member at the church. But I don't believe Mike Todd would actually practice church discipline and remove them, like in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, Matthew chapter 18, where, where the Bible talks about. So, yeah, that is absolutely right. Mark, the issue is there are transformation, there are LGBT people allowed to serve at Mike Todd's church. I have spoken with former uh, members of uh, Transformation Church, and they've said this. It's not, they're not hiding that. There's another issue of him not doing what the Bible says about church discipline. If you were to accept these LGBT people as uh, members of the church, you'd have to immediately put them on church discipline because they're in open rebellion. You would have to, biblically speaking, right? And again, notice what I said. He never talks specifically about LGBT calls it sin or the need to repentance. Watch what he answers. (laughs) Watch how he answers this. (laughs) I believe that you caught me with my pants down and I watched this sermon twice, but really three or four times because I watched some parts over and over and over again, making sure I wasn't missing anything. But I believe at some point he does mention repentance. I, I don't think he does it directly after talking about homosexuality, but if you take his message in full, I, I, I do think he was talking about coming under submission, submit to the, sub, to, submit to the mission. So pretty much he's saying, well, he talked about it to other things, so you can just assume he was talking about it with this issue. <laughs> no, you cannot. Uh, no, you can't. Uh, I want to hear Mike Todd... De- and guess what? You know what, was, you know what would solve all the confusion on this issue? You know what? If Mike Todd came out and made a post, made a video, maybe addressed it in the next time and says, yes, LGBTQ is sin and they need to repent of it. That would, that would drop the whole controversy right there. Will he do that? We know he not. And repentance being part of that and obeying being part of that Chris, I appreciate your time. Uh, I think you do some good work, and a lot of good people have vouched for you. I, I, just, I think, and I get why Mike's a target. I, I get it. He's got some extra theatrics and performative stuff that doesn't sit well with me, and it certainly doesn't sit well with people who are far more traditional. Uh, you know, uh, Mike's approach is, is off-putting. You know, I, I remember the first time I showed my mother uh, a Mike Todd sermon. I think I showed her that Easter sermon, and she was like, oh, man, that was great. But, Jay, something in my heart just don't sit right with that me and that boy. <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> and she ain't never moved up off that, and she's done watched some other sermons. She ain't down with all the extra. I get it. Thank you, Chris, for the time. When we come back, we're going to hear from uh, Daniel Mayer, former Colts football player, now a minister, a Israelite minister with the uh, Straightway Church. He's been on the show before. So after he has me on, he has a Hebrew Israelite come on to address the issue. It just shows no discernment from Jason Whitlock. How are you going to have me on, right? (laughs) And then right after that, have a cult member come on to talk about this issue. Who cares what the cult 
he's a former Colts player, like the team, but he isn't a Colt, right? He's a Hebrew Israelite. And so I, I just thought that was very strange uh, that he would bring, he, he kind of has some kind of affiliation with these Hebrew Israelite guys. Uh, you know, they're not the ones on the streets, but still, that's still problematic that they still believe a lot of the Hebrew Israelite doctrine and stuff like that, teachings and salvation by works and Many of them deny Jesus' deity. So it's like, it just shows no discernment. You know, I, I just like, wow. Like when I heard that, like I, I was still on the podcast. They just took me off. And I was like, wait, what? I, I was like, let me back on. Let me talk. I got to say something about that. But again, I was only on for the issue that I got on. Um, very sad. Very sad. You know, I, and I just seen people defending things like like this let's let's talk about this because remember he said and, and then people have tried to justify mike todd saying this man my wife made me mad so i want to go talk to the girl at my job my natural response is you treat me like that i'm gonna go do something that makes me feel better in the kingdom you have to put that response. It's okay to feel it. Nobody has ever gotten in trouble for feeling it. Oh God, oh God, I know this is too much. You, everybody say, I can feel it. I can't act on it. I'm okay for you to feel horny. Oh my God. Wanna cheat on your wife? Wanna cheat on your husband? Feel like leaving them nappy headed kids to make they, I'm moving to Hawaii. Feel it? Look up flights. $600. I'll be out of here tomorrow. I will be out of here. Everybody say, feel it. God wouldn't have given you feelings if he didn't expect you to feel it. But in the kingdom, we have to put our feelings through a filter. And we put our feelings through a filter. This is how we serve the king. We do not act on everything that we He says, feel right there. But the issue is telling people it's okay to feel sinful desires. Now, some people may, or, you know, to think this way, some people say, well, he didn't say think, he said feel. Well, the issue is feelings are so connected to one's emotions or one's thoughts. Let me do something real quick. Let me take you to the Greek. I'm going to take you to the Greek. And we're going to talk about this issue of, is it okay to have sinful feelings? Right? Sinful feelings. The Greek word for desire is, or sorry, the Greek word that brings this out, the passions, feelings, desires, is the word epithumia. Epithumia. Right? It speaks to someone's desires, speaks, speaks to someone's lust. And desi these desires in the context could be something good or evil, right? It is a good thing to feel, to desire God's holiness, right? Righteousness. That's a good desire. But obviously what Mike Todd was talking about was evil desires, which the Bible clearly condemns. Let me let me uh, do something real quick. The Bible clearly condemns thinking this way. 
I, I can't believe this was even uh, argumentative, right? That people were denying this. G guys, this issue has shown me how little or how um, biblically illiterate that people are in the Bible, in the Bible Belt, in, in, in Christendom, right? What does the Bible say? Um, I think I'm zoomed in too much. Hold on. see something real quick I, I don't know how to move this over look at this look at this, look at this. oh well uh hold on out I got some I, I know what I'll do I'm gonna give some few verses which speaks to this issue of not feeling this way Mike Todd says you you, you want to know the interesting thing me and a friend were talking about this issue and ultimately what Mike Todd says is a denial in a, and accusing Jesus of sin and wrong. Jesus says, don't lust after a woman. Don't epithumia her. Don't lust, right? Desire her in, a, in this way. Mike Todd says, I'm okay with you doing it. It's a complete contradiction in 180 of what our Lord Jesus said, right? But let me give you a few verses. Let me give you a few verses which use this word epithumia. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its epithumia, its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for Righteousness for sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law, but grace. Many people have even interpreted this in the most positive way as well. All he was saying is you're going to have these feelings. No, he was justifying these feelings. I saw some people saying, so you're saying you don't sin. That's not the issue. I'm saying it's not OK to do this, feel this way, think this way. Right. The Bible clearly condemns it. There is no justification for it at all. Let's go to another text. Galatians chapter 5. You know, I, I, I got to tell you something real quick, man. I, I, this is truly how I feel when I go through God's word. Ooh, I love the Bible. I love the Bible. <laughs> and I take it serious, unlike Mike Todd, right? Um, Galatians chapter five, verse 16, where the word epithumia again is used, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Get it. Look, listen, the desires of the flesh that has to do with your thinking too, Mike Todd. That has to do with your thinking. Your thinking is messed up, right? Theologians have called it. The, the, the noetic effects of sin. The whole man is corrupt. The desires of the flesh, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. Again, these are, these are our, our immaterial things. Desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For they are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want. So guess what, my friend? If you think this way, it's going to oppose everything in the spirit. Right? 
everything against the spirit. But guess what, Christians? You were led by the spirit. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? That we're led by the spirit? Right? Idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, which is a, 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 a thinking, it's a feeling, fits of anger, those are feelings. Mike Todd said it's okay to feel this way. No, it's not. It is sin. I, I, I can't believe that was just shouted from a pulpit from a pastor encouraging sin. One more. One more. You know. Um, one more. I love the Bible, man. I love God's word, man. So rich. Starting in verse one. And you were dead in the trespasses of sins in which you once walked following the course of this world. Man, the the. The world, man, is on this natural, this, this well, unnatural walk, right, since the fall of Adam. That's where it goes. You leave a person alone, you leave a person alone, they will continue on the course of this world. That's why it takes supernatural grace, right? That's why it takes supernatural grace. Um, following the prince of the power of the air. The spirit is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Notice this. Among who we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, the desires, carrying out those desires of the body and the mind. <laughs> Notice what it says. The mind, the body, the desires. And we're by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. I would love to preach this text, but God being rich in mercy, right? It's because of the rich of richness of God's mercy, right? Because of the great love of which he loved us, right? So I won't go on and on. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Mike Todd said it's okay to feel sinful thoughts. Well, what's wrong with maps people? If you know what maps mean, Minor attracted persons. As long as they don't do it right, it's okay, according to Mike Todd. That is absurd foolishness. That is absurdity. Right? Um, this is a text. There's some text I want to talk about. Um, text I want to talk about because. I think this applies to Mike Todd. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not yeah, not to even mention him constantly taking uh, God's name in vain. Uh, constantly taking God's name in vain. Um, man, I'm man. This this one thing this makes me does is, is to be very thankful to be in a healthy church. And if you are in a healthy, sound church, you should have gratitude as well. Because man, you look out and you're like, where are God's people? Right? Um, man, it just should hopefully have you a heart of gratitude. But I want to read this text. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 3. It says, But understand this, 
that in the last days there will become times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unpleasable, or, yeah, uh, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of God, but denying its power. Notice what the Bible says. Notice what this says. Avoid such people. All right? And these are talking about people, I, I believe, this is talking about people who come in the church. Because other scripture tells us, right, uh, right, we, we're not to avoid those sexual immoral, right, the, the unrighteous people, because then we wouldn't be able to preach the gospel to them. These are people in the, in the, who claim to be a part of the church. Avoid these people. Avoid them and we remove them. Notice what it says. For among them are those who crept into the household and captured weak women. Right? Burdened with sins and led astray by, notice, by various passions. The very thing Mike Todd just said, you can do this. He gives people the very devices they want to go out and apostatize. Always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. This is what Mike Todd says. He doesn't know. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth. Right? Men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. But they will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all as what that of those two men. That's what we see with Mike Todd. We see his folly to all. It's plain if you have eyes to see. Let's keep reading. You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my, my, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch and Iconium and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured. Yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Mike Todd says, no, you won't. You're going to be rich. <laughs> You're going to have, you know, your crazy faith to get what you want. While evil people and apostles go from, go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. That is Transformation Church. Deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed. Be firm, guys. Be firm in the truth, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God. I love that. I love that um, analogy, that kind of mental picture. Just, just the source of it all. Like God just breathed into his word and profitable for teaching. For reproof, 
for correction and for training in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, equipped for every word. You want to be complete, equipped for every word? Know God's word. Know God's word. You want to be able to uh, correct, profitable for teaching, training in your righteousness? Know God's word. That is the best source for your holiness. That is the best source for guarding yourself against wolves who try to attack the body and secretly come in to devour you. To devour you, my friend. Another text. And guys, stay on, stay on point. Quit talking about sinless perfectionism and all that. Stop it, y'all. Stop before you get blocked. <laughs> Stop. Stay on topic. Um, man. Second uh, Timothy chapter four, next chapter. This is good, y'all. This is good. We got we got to do a little teaching right now. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead. And by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. This is the call to you, pastors. This is the call to us. Preach the word. Hold on a second. I got, I got a sound effect for that. I got something for that. Hold on. Preach the word. Preach the word. This is your duty. Appreciate you, Briley, man. Love the channel, man. You guys subscribe to Briley. Does great content. I appreciate you, man. It means a lot. <laughs> Preach the word. Be ready in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete Patience and teaching. Right? For the timing is time is coming when people will not endure sound doctrine. This word for sound, right, also means healthy. Healthy doctrine. We see that today. Right? People not endure sound doctrine, but having itching ears will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, their own epithumia, right? Right? Um, this is what you see. You want to know why people go to trans for churches like Transformation Church and sit under people like Mike Todd? The, the teachers scratch their itching ears. And they tell them everything their hearts, their wicked hearts desire. Right? That's why they go to those teachers. And will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. You wonder why these guys just go off into the craziest teachings? Because these teachers are telling them everything their hearts desire. They don't want the truth. They don't want the truth. Right? As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of evangelists, fulfill your ministry. Right? Um, man, so much we can get into, man. So much we can get into, but I will stop there. But man, this is why I think this issue is important. Um, because Mike Todd is a false teacher. Any man 
that encourages you to sin, right? Believers still sin, obviously. Um, we will not be glorified until Jesus comes back and you know gets us to his second resurrection, to, sorry, to his second coming. We will not be sinless till that day. But it's a whole nother thing to justify your sin and say it's okay. That's what we heard. And that's why Mike Todd needs to be warned against. He's had numerous false teachings, heretical statements he made. Numerous. Him saying Jesus or the Spirit is greater than the Son and the Father, even though they're co-equal. They're all God. Uh, one God shared by three persons. One essence. Um, he shared numerous heresies. I do want to play this section because... Guys, stay on topic. We're, we're not, don't engage Pharisee hunters. We're not talking about sinless perfectionism. Go somewhere else with that. Go somewhere else. Stop it. Matter of fact, someone mute Pharisee hunter because we're not doing this. We're not getting everybody off track. Because <laughs> people are so short-minded. Stay on the topic of the issue. Um, let me see. Matter of fact, I'll do it. And y'all y'all coming up in here playing games, man. <laughs> Seriously, focus, guys. Man. Um, hopefully somebody did it, because if not, I'm about to do it. Um, <laughs> but I, I was just shocked and alarmed that people were claiming that I took them out of context. Um, I didn't take him out of context. He, he, What he said was what he said. Again, he's said statements in the past that have been very concerning and confusing as well. I am not made righteous by my performance. I am made righteous by my position. And when you understand that, you'll understand that, yeah, I may suffer consequences for things I do wrong here on this earth, but God still sees his son. Just think of the prodigal son. He took his father's inheritance, went and squandered it on mis most theologians believe on hookers on on gambling on on frivolous living but the father never disowned him as his son like he never said you remember the brother you used to have he would stand out every morning grace looking to extend the unearned unmerited undeserved he did the wrong thing favor and kindness of a father to the son who did the wrong thing who acted unrighteously but it did not change his position in the family ah oh. church until we believe this we look at people on the street who smoke as less than us instead of as my brother and sister you look at the person who's walking into the gay nightclub as an enemy instead of your brother and sister just because they're doing the wrong thing does not mean they're not in the family that sermon was from four years ago, and I actually reviewed that sermon. If you want to check that out, I think it's called Mike Todd and Homosexuality. But he said other things that were problematic. He said that nobody has sin in their account. Essentially, nobody, uh, you know, the unbeliever, God isn't um, accounting any of their sin because Christ paid it all. The only thing they don't get into heaven for is unbelief. That is not a biblical teaching. <laughs> Uh, they do have sin in their account because they have not uh, 
the, the blood of Christ is not covering them because they have not been atoned for. Um, so that was very unbiblical. But his issue of brothers and sisters going into gay nightclubs. Yeah, the prodigal son repented. And that's again, that's one thing you will not hear. So again, Mike Todd has had an issue of affirming gay people. This isn't his first, the, the, the sermon I reviewed was not his first time. So again, and I quoted that to Jason Whitlock and he was just kind of like, he didn't dress that with a 10 foot pole. But again, I take this serious in what I do in reviewing this sermon and reviewing these sermons because I want people to know I do my research before I do these lives. Man, I don't just click a camera on and just start reviewing. I'm doing my research. I'm bringing Bible verses up. I'm keeping the context. But did people know he said that? I, I believe I've done my work when it comes to Mike Todd. I did my work when it comes to Marcus Rogers. And I believe that's why these people won't have conversations with me. It's because I do my work. I do my homework. I spend hours listening, multiple times listening before I come on here doing a live. I, I think I'm charitable sometimes by thinking, man, this could mean one or two things. And I, sometimes I'm just like, I think it'd be best not to play it. Right. So people accusing me of, of, of misrepresenting Mike Todd. One, they have issues with biblical sexuality if they agree with that. They're the issue, not me. And again, Mike Todd has said affirming things in the past. Like I said, if Mike Todd wanted to clear this issue, he could come out and say, I believe it's sin and they should repent of it. Cicada, what's your opinion on Ruslan? About what, per se? Um, I know he did a video. I'm sure we probably disagree on this issue. He, he, he's a little more favorable to, to Mike Todd. Uh, I, I believe it will excuse a little more things, but I don't think he would agree with all what was just said, even that. So, <laughs> yeah. That was very antinomian sounding, too. Um, just because they're doing the wrong thing. What do you mean? Are they, they, so if I, if I listen to the grammar of what he's saying, just because they're doing the wrong thing, that's continual pattern. They are practicing this. He says, doesn't mean they're not in the kingdom of God. Well, first John three is in my Bible. First John three is in my Bible and believers aren't living a practice of sin. If you're a constant drunk, people know you as a drunkard. I'm not calling you a Christian. Not to say Christians don't sin. Don't hear me wrong. But again, doing, you're, you're practicing this. That's continually doing. That's, that's not just once. That's not just a struggle. You're doing this. Right? Um, you act as if you never sin in your thoughts and feelings and desires. That's why we need a Savior, Jesus Christ. The issue is I'm not justifying it and telling people it's okay like Mike Todd. Right? I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying it's wrong and it needs to be repented of. Mike Todd says it's okay to think. Mike Todd says it's okay to want to think you want to cheat, cheat on your wife. Guys, that is 
insane. That is insane. Unbiblical. You would be placed on church discipline for that at my church, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> my pastor's in the chat, so he can let me know. Um, but no, you you could, that is that is sin that needs to be repented of. And you justifying it does not show a regenerate heart. It does not show a regenerate heart if you're saying it's okay. That's not okay. I, I don't know how you could, Anyone who has the spirit of God living in them saying it's okay to think all the perverted stuff, sinful stuff that Jesus Christ died for. Guess what? He didn't just die for all the, the sinful actions you did, but also the sinful stuff that manifested in your heart and in your mind. Why do you keep talking about this man? I'm doing it for you, Brittany. I'm doing it for you because you obviously affirm Mike Todd's false doctrine. So you're welcome. Um, we'll say, what state do I live in? I live in the great state of Texas. I live in the great state of Texas. Um, um, yeah, so there's no defending what was said. People trying to, it just shows they, they are it have itching ears themselves. What kind of person tells you it's okay to think like cheating on your wife? What kind of unregenerate person tells you that? I can't imagine telling someone, you know what? All the sinful things in the Bible, it's okay. Yeah, go do it. Just don't do the action. Yeah, yeah, you could, you could do the very things that Jesus said not to do. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I give you permission. Um, insane. Insane. Now, I don't want to go to Tony Evans Church. <laughs> Uh, I'm not a I'm not a free gracer. Um, yeah, I'm in a I'm in a sound biblical church in Frisco. So yeah. How do you qualify the practice of sin? First John three, this intentional pattern. Uh, you know, yeah, intentional patterns. You have no desire to rid this problem, or or you're enslaved to sin, right? Yeah, my pastor says, how can you become or be a member of Christ's church while you affirm sin and unrighteous attitudes? Yeah. I thought Christ cleaned us up. I need to change the song, right? Maybe I need to change the song according to some of you guys. <laughs> you keep this old, you got the old sinful mind of the flesh still. Apparently, Christ doesn't redeem the, the mind. That is terrible. That is terrible. Um. No, Christ redeems the mind as well. Um, so he changes a man's mind. That's regeneration, right? We're born again. We don't, we don't think the same way, right? We don't think the same way. At least you shouldn't, right? God go, takes you from a man who, who, who wants to cheat on his wife and his mind to, I need to put those evil deeds, those evil mind to death, Right? Not continuing it. Says Tony Wilson is a free grace. He's anti-lordship for sure. Anti-lordship. I, 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 I try not, I try not, I, I'll, I may review this clip of Tony Evans saying some pretty wild things. Um, I know Tony Evans, everybody's boy, but I don't, I don't, I'm not a, I don't like a lot of Tony Evans uh, teaching on sin. Um, but again, 
We'll say that for another day. Will you be taking Marcus Rogers' online college course? <laughs> no! <laughs> I know that's a joke. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so anyone accusing me of misrepresenting and lying, clearly didn't do their homework. And if they agree with Mike Todd, then you need to challenge them with that. Ask them why they're defending the false teachings of a false teacher. Ask them why they agree with Mike Todd on this issue, issue of sexuality. It is black and white. Um, it, it's not. It is simple. Mike Todd says it isn't. There are only two genders. So what else we got? What else we got? Uh, what's going on in y'all life? As usual, I think I'm about to eat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just so much stuff. Uh, people saying I didn't play all of Mike Todd's words on the on the issue. I did. The section is about five, six minutes long. I played all of it. So again, if someone makes the accusation that K-Dub didn't, they're not telling the truth and they're slandering someone. Say what you want about me. Don't like me. I That's fine. You have to deal with that before God. But lying and saying I didn't play all the words is slander, right? Um, slander. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just likes he likes my Todd, right? So he's gonna defend this guy at any, no matter what, no matter what. Um, so yeah. Can you review the Come Out in Jesus' Name movie? That would mean I would have to actually watch it. I mean, which I don't want the headache. <laughs> I saw some of the, uh, I guess, movie premiere scenes where they're apparently casting demons out of people at the movie premiere. <laughs> My goodness. I'm thinking about reviewing um, Daniel, Daniel Adams. Um, Daniel Adams, um, what do you call it? Uh, Deliverance Ministry, because there are some concerning things that I, I'm seeing from, from him. And so some Catherine Crick level demon deliverance, right? And so, um, yeah. Standard Truth Podcast says, well done, brother. She did a great review, and it wasn't actually a defense of me. Obviously, I think she agrees with me, right? But it was actually more directed in a loving, graciously way. Um, addressing some of the misconceptions that Jason has. Natiti says, do you practice sin? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm not practicing sin. <laughs> uh, yes, also Isaiah Saldivore. Yeah, I've done stuff on him in the past. Um, so yeah. I've done stuff on Isaiah in the past. Uh, so yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, the Bible is very clear. If you practice sin, you, you are not a child of God. Now, people have all kinds of philosophical things out there uh, around that. But the Bible is clear. Matter of fact, let me do this. Let me go this. First John chapter three. Now, I, I know you got all kinds of people who try to get around this. But look, the Bible is clear. Verse eight. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. Right? 
For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. You are acting like a child of the devil. Right? No one born of God makes a practice of sinning. You go to verse 9. By this is evident who the children of God are. I mean, this is, a, this is not a complicated issue. What complicated are, notice this. You are backloading works into the gospel. I just read the verse. <laughs> you know, I just read the verse. I just read the verse and he's like, you're backloading works. I just read the verse. I didn't even, I didn't even interpret it. <laughs> so you can't read 1 John 3. My goodness. You are in a cult when you can't even read parts of the Bible. Because it disagrees with your theology. I just read Isaiah. I just read, sorry, I saw Isaiah. I just read John, 1 John 3. It said, No one makes a practice of sinning. Work, backloading works. Backloading works. Thanks for the super chat, brother. He says, My problem is Todd is I think he knows more Bible than he leads on, but he wants to be worldly and, and say stuff that gets him on the Breakfast Club, etc. Possibly, yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Uh, let's see. Believers still sin. You are a heretic. I didn't say believers didn't still sin. So you are a slanderer. <laughs> oh my goodness. Stay in the KJV so you don't get confused. <laughs> As if Apostle Paul wrote in the KJV. Uh, but the KJV says the same thing. So what's the problem? It's not like it's going to say something different. Yeah, that's one too much. That scripture disagrees with all my philosophical leanings. Yeah, man. Hey, God bless you, bro. God bless, man. <laughs> the Bible says, you know, you don't practice sin. You're a heretic. Believers still sin. I didn't say that. I said we don't practice sin. We don't live in un unrepentant sin. What does 1 John 3 mean to you? How about this? Uh, once saved, always saved. How did you get? How did you first get a hold of Jason Whitlock? Jason Whitlock got a hold of me. I, I talked about that in the beginning of the show. I didn't contact Jason Whitlock. I did not contact Jason Whitlock. He contacted me. Um, how about this, Mr. Once saved, always saved? Would you like to come on? Link in the chat. Link in the chat. Come on. If you would like to come on. Yeah, like this video, by the way. Pay attention to Dear World Christian. Pay attention to Dear World Christian. Like the video if you're watching. I concur this message. Um, I mean, the Bible says this. I mean... We're going to tell God he's wrong? We can go to the KJV. Matter of fact, we can do something better than that. You know, we can do something better than the KJV. Take you to the Greek. We can take it to the Greek. Right? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's go to the KJV as if it says something different. Yeah, I mean, it says the same thing. Whoever is born of God does not commit sin. Matter of fact, it says something even stronger. I say practice sin. That's what it's talking about. 
For seed remaining in him, he cannot sin because he is of God. And this is the children of God are manifest in the children of the devil. Whoever doeth not righteousness and not of God, neither he is that loveth is not his brother. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. I mean, that's your KJV saying that. Would you like to come on, sir? Would you like to come on, sir? I mean, I just read the Bible verse and the man said I'm backlighting works. I mean, what, what, I don't know. I don't know what you do with that. Just can't can't read First John three now. We got to take that out of the canon apparently. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You start preaching biblically, man. Um. Where would a good place to start studying Greek? So if you look down, hold on, I got to point to it. You see, hold on, it's hard doing this. You see right there, I got my Greek uh, flashcards right there. I got my Greek uh, Greek text right here, uh, where it's just, just straight Greek, right? You see that? You take it to the Greek. I got uh, William Mounts's. Basics of biblical Greek. I need to, I need I actually need to study more guys. I'm, I'm 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 not as Good as I need to be but uh, yeah, that was a good um, Resource that you uh, get William Mountain's basis of biblical Greek That would be a good start. Um, you could be able to read the Greek text in about a month or so um, So yeah So yeah um. Have I purchased the new logic book? I didn't know he had a new logic book. I have his old logic book. I didn't know he had a new one. I will have to check that out. I'll tell you what book I've been reading, y'all. Hold on a second. Let me, uh, I gotta, I gotta show y'all. I am a huge proponent of reading church history. Um, and I just got Nick Needham's uh, fifth volume on the issue um he has five volumes i've already read uh volume one through four um <laughs> uh i've already read volumes one through four and let me share the screen and right now i'm currently reading uh chapter five or chapter volume five Man, it's so good. It's hard to put that mug down. I was reading it before I came on the live. It was just hard to put down. But yeah, I've already read all four of those volumes. The red. Matter of fact, they are. Um, they are right there. Those are the four volumes right there. Boom, right there. Those are the four volumes right there. And I have the fifth volume by my nightstand. I've already read quite a bit in like one day, one, two days. It's it's so good. It's hard to bring down. And so right now that book is talking about, let's see, the, the age of enlightenment and awakening. So dealing with a lot of philosophers and, uh, you know, Immanuel Kant and things like that. And so very interesting read. I'm enjoying reading it. I love it. I love that kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah, you will be very blessed if you get 
Nick Needham's um, five-volume set on church history. Uh, <laughs> I promise I'm not getting paid for a promotion. <laughs> I'm not getting paid for promotion. I just, uh, I just love church history. I want to, I want to recommend good resources to you. Um, when I have it, uh, let me spell it in the chat so someone has it. Nick Needham. There you go. Uh, someone says, oh yeah, uh, Adrian, here you go, fill up my bookshelves again. You know what? I am, uh, my church does the same thing. And so, um, you know, yeah, so. <laughs> Any new soundboards? Uh, hold on, I, I had a new one I played today. Uh, says can i get a god did for good measure oh ask and you shall receive god did it wasn't me who did it god did uh no uh wow this is how believers talk who support mike todd by the way my goodness grow up <laughs> My goodness, grow up. Um, we follow a person that curses, so I don't. I, I, I'm sure abbreviating cuss words is okay. I am a young creation, man. No millions of years around here. Oh yeah, knowing God will be a good book recommendation, man. I, I, I'm glad there's a lot of, lot of uh, sound people in here, you know. Uh, let's see what else. What else? I saw a comment. Have you seen whom Catherine Creek is ordained by? Yeah, the guy she calls Daddy God, Daddy or something. I, I uh, I did see that. I, some African man, right? I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Now y'all now y'all coming through with the question now. Um Yeah, I know. I'm not even gonna address it, man. It's it's not even worse. That was that was terrible. Uh let's see. Oh yeah, so somebody somebody wants Somebody want, want that. I'll do it for that person that just sent it, you know. Since they're always, every video I put out, they're always commenting, saying I'm a hater. Saying, you know, comments like that. It's just real, real terrible. So you know what they can do? If I make you feel some type of way. You know, no one's making you be here. No one's making you be here. Um, yeah, I saw a great video, great video, great video. What do I do in my free time? I like to either read books, uh, work out, 
Uh, gotta, you know, I like to stay in, in shape cardio wise. Uh, so catch me running in my, in here making music. Uh, did I say reading already? Uh, if I haven't reading, um, what else? What else? My most favorite thing to do. If you ask me what would I want to do? I love, hold on. I got to get this ready. I love to spend time with my wife. I love it. I love it. Love to hang out with my wife, man. We, we, I'm a foodie. So me and my wife are going to be eating and fellowshipping. So if we ever hang out, invite me to eat. I love a good steak. I'm not going to lie, guys. I have been killing on the steak lately on the grill. If someone was ever had the pleasure of coming over my house, I'm a grill a steak. Um, yeah, man, I, I just like to, I like to, I like to eat like, but I'm not an overeater. I don't do that yet. What kind of church do you attend? What is the worship like? We, I am a reformed. We go to, I go to a reformed church, Calvinistic. Um, the church, man, we sing a lot of hymns. You want to know the interesting things? When I first became a Christian, I, I did not like hymns. But I started going to this church. I've been there for about nine years now. And man, I like only want to hear hymns. <laughs> like, I'm not exclusive hymn only. But I'm 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 pretty close. You know? <laughs> I'm pretty close. Uh when will you get when will we get some new music from you? Guys, I am dropping an ape uh uh an album in May. In May, I'm having an album come out. It's called Social Distortion. If you're in the Dallas area, we're gonna do a concert in June. We're gonna do like uh it's gonna be to raise money for uh, me and my wife's adoption. And so if you're in the Dallas area, you gotta come out to the show. We're gonna come, I'm, I'm gonna have details out about that and soon, but album coming out in May, uh, concert in June, June 3rd, I believe. So yeah, man, gotta, gotta do that, gotta, gotta. What's the biggest threat to the church? Um, I agree with you, progressive Christianity is pretty, pretty dangerous to the church, um, pretty dangerous. Uh, let's see what else we got. Let's see what we got. Mm -mm -mm. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I'm just flooding, flooding with the questions. I'm, I'm cool with it. Uh, who's your favorite Christian hip hop artist? Shylin. Shylin and Shylin. <laughs> no, I, I like Shylin and Timothy Brindle a lot. Those are my two top favorite. You know, I've had the pleasure of having uh, Timothy Brindle on the podcast and we talk every now and then. And man, it's just, it's pretty cool, to, you know, to talk to someone you've looked up to uh, theologically and rap wise. So what? Yeah, it's pretty cool. June 3rd, June 3rd. If you're in Dallas, June 3rd, roll through, man. Since I'll go, I'm in H-Town. Well, man, I, I appreciate that, man. Coming for the trip. That's a Saturday, by the way. You'll be moving to Dallas in a few months. Oh, what's up, man? Let me know, man. Message me, bro. Message me. Uh, let me know when you'll be down. If you're in the concert, man, that'd be dope. Um, let's see. Shaolin, I knew it. Yeah, man. Um. Uh, 
Yeah, I believe so. Like early in his days. Uh, yeah, man. Um, hold on. Jesus all up in your sound system. Now listen, Jesus all up in your sound list. Ooh, man, I ain't gonna lie, man. I, when I first discovered Shaolin, I was just like, yo, this is where it's at. This is where it's at. Yo. I might fly there to support. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. Yo, that would be so dope if we get all y'all to come out. Uh, those who are close, I'll take the fan. Man, dope. Also, I'm going to be in Alabama next month. Uh, so I might have to make a trip over to Atlanta, you know? It's like only, uh, I'll be in Birmingham. Might have to drop through for the day. See my, see my, see my good friends, man. And so we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, man. Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. And that's biblical theology. And I know that some will label me a Pharisee because today the only heresy is saying that this heresy. Yo, man, I, I, I love Christian rap. I, I don't really like much of it today. Um, Someone's, two people asking about the old cross movement. Of course I used to listen to old cross. We're gonna live forever. Yeah, man. Sad by Fanatic. But yes, I do did used to listen to uh, Fanatic. Uh, or sorry, uh, cross movement. So yeah, cross movement was definitely influ in, influential in my music. Uh, probably Shaolin is definitely the most influential person uh, when it comes to uh, my writing style or the theologically influenced me a lot. Uh, yeah, De De Brindle is so dope, man. Cool guy, man. Cool off, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come to Atlanta. Okay, I I, I have to make a post when I come. We got to do like a group meetup. We got to do a group meetup uh, in Atlanta. Uh, I'll be there like in a month, so we we'll have to do that. Hey, but if you're in the Dallas area, come out and support the show, yo. You know, come out and support the show. What's your favorite worship band today? I know most people would expect me to say Sovereign Grace. But it's Sing Team. I love Sing Team. Man, they're great. There's also a um, another band I just discovered. Uh, Thief to the King that I think is super dope. They're not as popular, but I, man, they're super dope. Super dope. So yes to ATL. All right, I'll make a post. Hey, we gotta all meet up then. Uh, favorite hymns. Hmm. Hmm. Man, that's a good one. I I really like um. Nothing but the blood. That's such a good. You know, funny enough, that's such a good um, open air preaching song. I, I usually quote those lyrics when I go open air preach. Like, there's nothing that can take away your sin, not your job, career, all that. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You know, and so I love that. Um, Let Us Adore. Uh, might not be a popular hymn, though, Let Us Adore, but I first heard it from Shy Lin. Let us adore the ever-living God. And, you know, I really like that one. Mm, man. Oh, uh. On Jordan Stormy Banks, that's a good one. Um, on Jordan's, I am bound, I am bound. Hey, I I love I love hymns, man. Um, 
man, there's so many good ones. So many good ones. Uh, so yeah, those are a few of mine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're in Jackson. You can make the NTL trip. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Thoughts on King Kaleidoscope? I used to like them. <laughs> I used to like them. Uh, yeah, uh, but not so much anymore. When's the show? I'm like three hours from Dallas. June 3rd, bro. We'll love to have you come out. Love to have you come out. Yeah, man. We're going to, uh, new album's going to come out in May. I'll, I'll definitely keep everybody up, up on that. I think he's a dope rapper, but I don't think his theology is as, as good. Uh, so yeah. Oh yeah, Fountain Field with Blood. Ooh, bro, let's have a worship night. Let's just do a let's do an episode where we just sing songs, man. Like <laughs> I'm with it. Fountain Field. That that one goes hard. You know, you know what song I really like? This is a little more of the I like it. It's just um There is power, power, wonder working power. I, I just like that, like <laughs> that enthralled, you know. Yeah. Uh I love it. I love it. So let's see what else. Mm. Yeah, before the throne of God above. That's a good one. Y'all still listen to Ishaw Burgundy? Why? <laughs> Dude's a Hebrew Israelite. Um, hey, well, well, hope, hope, hope you come out, man. Hope you come out. All right, people saying they're gonna come. I'm excited. I'm gonna have to start. I'm gonna have to get get prepared and get the evite on Facebook and everything. What do you think of Wrath of Grace? Oh, I love Wrath of Grace. I got many friends with them. Um, love Wrath and Grace. Let's go. My uh my so this is my pastor. Everybody, <laughs> Landon. Y'all go go subscribe to him. Go subscribe to him. Uh, he he's gonna be leading worship. For the event, for the concert as well. So we're going to have some hymns there as well. So if you like hymns, maybe submit some and maybe we can, look at, I can push, you know, my brother Landon <laughs> to do some stuff, you know. So yeah. Yes, Ishan is a Hebrew Israelite. He's made a video about it. What are you talking about? Um, let's see. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got some good one. Can it be that thou should... Yeah, yeah. That's a good one, too. <laughs> I love hymns. Uh, I haven't heard this one, so I'll have to check that out. I love that we're talking about hymns right now. This is this is a good one. Yep. When I survey the wonderful cross. Oh, the wonderful cross. Yeah, results sent. That one went hard. Uh, I love the Shaolin feature on that. That was that was crazy. Um, God bless you. God bless you. Uh, glad you uh, joined. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, man. Uh, big things coming up. Like I said, uh, the show. The show. Um, in in Dallas, man. Hey, if y'all could come out to that, I would really love it. Like we could, we could, uh, we can even like, if you come far, I, I, look, we can go out to eat and do all that fellowship. So you don't just like come for like two hours and feel like that was it. Um, maybe even if y'all wake up Sunday morning, maybe we can do brunch too. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to do something special, especially for people who come out of, 
out of, come out of town, man. You know, so I want to feel like it's a uh, well worth it trip. And so beautiful eulogy. Yes, 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 absolutely. Rock of Ages, yeah, Rock of Ages. Let me hide myself in the... Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. What instruments do you play? I do not play any instrument. I wish I played piano. I wish I played piano, but I don't... I don't... I don't know. Can you send my brother... <laughs> Fun story. Uh, I met Dear World Christian. He came to the Dallas area a couple months ago. And me and his brother are arguing about theology. So, I, yeah, you can send him. <laughs> he got to hear this word, though, because I'm going to preach a little. Uh, yeah, you can come over. <laughs> Sleep over at K-Dubs. Hold on, hold on. I ain't say all that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, you went to Steve Lawson's church? Oh, yeah. I love to hear that brother preach, man. He's a great preacher. But yeah, I would love to have you guys come down if you're available. I understand for some people won't won't be feasible. It's too far. So I'll be praying for the show. I greatly appreciate that. Um, hopefully this doesn't cause people to not go, but we may stream it. But I don't want that to. I, if you if you're like thinking about going, I hope I didn't just deter you from like, oh, now I'll just watch it. <laughs> Please come if you can come. Um, I, I I would really love. Love for that to happen if you're able to. Um, um, yeah, no, no. Are you talking about Hazakim's no, not one or him? Because Hazakim's no, not one went crazy hard. No, not what? Yeah, we we got into a uh, theological debate at Jerry's Land here, the Star in Frisco, Texas. I might not be able to come back. <laughs> I might got banned. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, man. Y'all come out to the show. How about this? I'm thinking about doing something real quick for you guys. Would y'all like to hear a little song? A song that's going to be on the album? Just so you can get a taste of it. I want to give y'all a taste. Right? Would y'all like... Put a one in the chat if you would like to hear a song from the Social Distortion album. I'm going to put them on. I'm going to put them on. Because I want to hear it. Right? So, if you would like to hear. If you would like to hear. I got to do Austin. Hey, I would love to come to Austin. Right? I would love to come to Austin. All right. I'm seeing some one. I'm seeing some yes. Y'all would like to hear some stuff. All right. I will probably... Take this out. So this is going to be the end of the show right here. I'll probably take it out afterwards and for, you know, copyright strikes, you know what I'm saying, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah. I want y'all to tell me what y'all think about this. I'm thinking, okay, maybe I'll play two. Should I do one or two? I'm kind of, I'm kind of, how about this? I'll give y'all two songs, but I'll, I'll only play the first verse of them. All right. Um. I'll give y'all two songs, but I won't give y'all the first verse. So here's the first song. Oh, by the way, it's called Like This. So yeah, Like This. <laughs> I 
la ciencia. Yeah, I'm like this. The gospel, my friend, made me righteous. Now I'm walking like Christ in his likeness. I can't live the same, I don't desire it. Hold on, man. We're gonna do it like this. Yeah, I'm like this. The gospel, my friend, made me righteous. Walking like Christ in his likeness. Can't live the same, I don't desire it. Cause I admire him. Yeah, boy, I'm like this. The gospel changed me up, I got a new brain. Can't live the same, I got a new brain. New eyes, new heart, can't do the same. Yeah, got a new name. Yeah, boy, yeah, I'm like this. Righteous all because of Christ did. Be conformed to his likeness, new man's priceless. Yeah, he didn't leave me in the muck and mire. He constantly cleaning me up. He giving new desires. By his grace, ain't living the same. Living in shame, living under the shame. Living to give glory to his name. Christians read here, we had a change of mind. So we literally ain't seeing the same. New frame, new brain. Hey, hey, yeah. My faith in God brought new actions. Before I chase worldly passions. Now I'm like this, righteous. Hey, brothers, no longer blight. Like yeah, I'm like this. The gospel, my friend, made me righteous. Walking like Christ in his likeness. Can't live the same, I don't desire it. Cause I admire him. Yeah, boy, I'm like this. The gospel changed me up, I got a new brain. Can't live the same, I got a new brain. New eyes, new heart, can't do the same. Yeah, got a new name. Yeah, boy, I'm like this. Yo, yo, that's gonna be on the album. My wife said just show one, one song. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Kindly disagree. I will do this real quick. Uh, <laughs> I will do. So this is going to be the intro song. There's so much stuff y'all haven't heard, but hey, that's why you got to become a member, become a Patreon supporter. They're going to hear the stuff early. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, I got I got a lot of stuff um, working on, you know. So so yeah, man. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Yeah, that beat is so dope, so dope right there. But if you like that, if you like that, if you like those songs, I think you're gonna really like the project that I'm putting out. Um, it's a cultural song addressing a lot of the cultural woes we see. Um, just the evil of, of society, but also providing that remedy solution. And so, um, 
Uh, okay, all right. Teach their own, I guess. Um, let's see. Yeah, so that's gonna be the album. Um, so yeah, man. Um, how do I do this at full time job? Hey, grind it, man. Grind it. Um, but yeah, so if you like that, you're gonna like the album. Um, Christ will be exalted despite what people think about rap. Hey, y'all, you don't have to like rap. That's fine. But yeah, let's pack the show out. Let's get a lot of people. Again, it's for a good cause. It's for to support me and my wife's adoption, right? Y'all want to support the babies, right? And so, again, uh, that's what we're going to do. We're raising money for that, but also going to provide a service of, uh, you know, good music and fellowship. So I hope to see you all there. Uh, hope all you see stream the album when it comes out. I'll do some promos, things like that. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be super dope. I'm super excited for this album. I've actually been working on this for a while, um, ever since I dropped uh, One More, for those who heard the song about abortion. Um, and so, again, you guys are going to like it. You're going to like it. So I got some got some good stuff coming for it. And so, um, yeah. Like, yeah, people who's like, don't even like rap. They like, man, I really dig the stuff, man. And so I that's like one of the biggest compliments I, I can get. I don't really like rap, but I like this. I like this song. That means that I feel like that you made a good song once you make someone who don't don't like something like it. Right. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and obviously, I, I do want to, uh, you know, preach the gospel, too. So. Are you cooking steaks for the crowd or no? <laughs> My wife is thinking about having some baked goods there, so we'll see. We'll see. I sound like a New York rapper. That's hilarious. I've never heard that one before. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. You know, it's funny because I'm from Louisiana, but I'm, I'm kind of influenced by the Southern, like H-Town, Louisiana kind of style, but also Philly because I've been influenced by like Shylan and so yeah, so, so yeah. That's funny, I've never heard the New York reference though, but hey, you know, people hear certain things, you know, so hey. Um, let's see what else. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so excited for the album. It's gonna be so dope, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, compare me a little bit, baby says, hey, just have K-Dub in the Spotify. K-Dub in the Spotify, you good with all the baked goods? Okay. I'll have my wife uh, hook something up. Yeah, I, I think I think so too. It's like a it's like a weird sound. <laughs> oh man! Even mom, Matthew's mom. I'm I'm Matthew's mom's favorite rapper. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah. So stay tuned to that. Stay tuned for that. Uh, again, if you're in the Atlanta area, let's try to schedule a meetup next month since I'm going to be kind of in the area. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do a ribeye. 150 temp. That's going to get you that nice medium, medium taste. You know, you got to have the juices coming out. I put my Longhorn uh, steak seasoning on there with a little salt as well. Hey, that's all I need. That's all I need. And I got certain little methods I do when I'm cooking it. So, yeah, man. Yeah, so. Um, 
Yeah, so man, I'm, I'm excited to do a show. It's been a while since I did a did a show, um, and so I'm super excited. It's been a, a long. It's been a while since I released a new project, and so, but man, I just real real felt real pressed to do some stuff, um, and so, yeah, this album's been in the making. Hey, you know who really needs a shout out? Who who really needs a shout out is my wife. My wife needs a shout out because. The only the only reason I'm able to do this, the only reason I'm able to uh, take time away and do music is because she sacrifices some of the time we could have. And so, shout out to the wife. Y'all give the wife some love, right? Y'all give the wife some love. And so, uh, she's been very helpful, man. Super gracious, kind, and patient through all of this, right? Even today's episode and all that. And so, man... When you have a godly wife, man, it makes life so much easier. So much easier, man. <laughs> hey, we could do some uh, tailgating at the concert. <laughs> that would kind of be dope. Oh, yeah. So shout out to the wife, man. So I've been out here long enough. Uh, she just gave me all this time. We'll probably go hang out, watch a movie, watch something, relax. Uh, so... Yeah, gotta gotta show the wife some love, man. I gotta, gotta get some get some wife some shine. Yeah, she says it's a joy. She do it with that joy. I love it. I love it. Do it with joy, right? And so yeah, I got me a good wife, man. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate all the love for her. She'll be hey, you come to the show, you get my meet my wife. Like my wife likes to say behind the scenes. She don't even like to be on camera like that. She, uh, yeah, she hey, keep her in the background, right? Come to the show. Come introduce yourself to my wife. Get to see, you know, my better half, so to speak, right? So, <laughs> man, this was a good show. Thank you all for attending, man. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you all for attending, man. Coming through, showing your boy love. Like the video on your way out. If you haven't, subscribe, man. If you're first time coming through, man, we do this all the time, man. You know how we do it here at All Things Theology. Grace and peace, y'all. Grace and peace. Hey, till the next time, y'all. Grace and peace.